Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is tonsillitis. One morning, your son wakes up and tells you that he has a sore throat and it hurts to swallow. You look in his mouth and notice that the back of his throat looks really red and swollen. So you take him to the doctor and they tell you that he has tonsillitis. What can be done to treat it? Is it going to involve surgery? Is there anything you can do to prevent it in the future? The two oval shaped pads of tissue, one on each side, and the back of your throat are your tonsils. When you're a child, they play a significant role in your immune system's ability to protect you against harmful bacteria and viruses that are in your mouth. When your tonsils are infected, it's known as tonsillitis. It's most often caused by the bacterium called Streptococcus pyogenes. Typically, tonsillitis infects children between preschool to mid-teens because the role your tonsils play in your immune system declines after puberty. Symptoms of tonsillitis are red, swollen tonsils, white or yellow patches on the tonsils, sore throat, difficulty or painful swallowing, fever, enlarged glands in the neck, bad breath, stiff neck, headache, and stomachache. For children who are too young to verbalize how they're feeling, it's common for them to be unusually fussy and drool or refuse to eat because their throat hurts. If not treated promptly, tonsillitis can lead to serious complications such as difficulty breathing, a tonsillar abscess, and rheumatic fever. So, if your child has a sore throat that doesn't go away in 24 to 48 hours, it's painful for them to swallow, and they are unusually fussy or weak, then you should schedule an appointment with their doctor. If your child is having difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, or are drooling, then you need to seek immediate medical care. In order to adequately treat tonsillitis, you need to know if it is caused by a bacteria or virus. The best way to do this is by a throat swab that most doctor's office and clinics can get a result with in a few minutes. If the rapid test comes back positive, it usually means that the infection is caused by a bacteria, and if it's negative, then it's the result of a virus. For viral tonsillitis, your child will get better on their own in about 7 to 10 days. However, there are things that you can do at home to help ease their discomfort. It's key to encourage them to rest as much as possible and drink plenty of water so they don't end up dehydrated. You can give them warm or cool liquids, whichever they prefer, to soothe their throat. If they are old enough to gargle, you can have them do this with salt water because it also alleviates discomfort. The same is true for lozenges. Having them sleep in a room with a cool air humidifier or sitting with them in a steamy bathroom is extremely beneficial. Avoid anything that might irritate their throat like cigarette smoke or cleaning products. Make sure to treat any fevers or pain they are having with ibuprofen or acetaminophen. In addition to all of these treatments for viral tonsillitis, bacterial tonsillitis needs to be treated with antibiotics, which is penicillin unless your child has an allergy to it. It's essential that your child finishes all of the antibiotics, even if they start feeling better. If they don't, they're at risk for having a worsening infection 
or spreading it elsewhere in their body. The removal of tonsils used to be a commonplace treatment for tonsillitis. However, this is no longer the case, and it's generally reserved for those that get tonsillitis frequently, a bacterial tonsillitis that isn't responsive to treatment, or to manage complications such as difficulty breathing. Frequent tonsillitis is classified as having more than seven infections in a year, more than four to five infections in the previous two years, or more than three infections a year in the prior three years. Due to the advances in medical technology, tonsillectomies are usually performed as an outpatient procedure unless your child is very young, has complex medical issues, or complications arise during surgery. Complete recovery from a tonsillectomy can be expected in about 7 to 14 days. The bacteria and viruses that cause tonsillitis are highly contagious, so the best way to prevent your child from contracting it is to teach them how to properly wash their hands. They should be doing this not only thoroughly, but frequently. Also, encourage them not to share food, glasses, water bottles, and utensils with others. If your child does end up with tonsillitis, there are things that you can do to prevent the spread to others. The most important is to keep your child home until their doctor tells you that it's okay for them to return to school or daycare. In addition, it's important to teach your child to cough and sneeze into a tissue or their elbow and to wash their hands after doing so. Tonsillitis is not something that you want your child to have, but it can be managed and they will get better. If you have any questions or concerns about tonsillitis, please speak with their doctor. If you would like more information, please visit the ENT Health's Tonsillitis page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.